Hello, and welcome to The Artist Pivot, a weekly conversation with artists about their current pivot, past pivots, and every pivot in between. I am your host, Ayana Major Bay, an actress who wants to educate, empower, and celebrate artists so they have no option but to thrive. On this episode, I am joined by former stand-up comedian, former gag gift business owner, and now simplicity coach, Delaney Fisher. She has made many a pivot and has found that conscious consumption and taking a fun and simple approach to her new endeavors proves to be the way to go. We discuss her former life as a stand-up comedian, how she wants to provide a holistic approach in her business coaching, and how artists have the power and everything at their disposal to put their own art into the world. Here's our conversation. We made it. Yes. We made it. <laughs> yes. Another day in quarantine. Another day in quarantine. Figuring it out. We're figuring it out, y'all. We're figuring <laughs> it out. We're, we're on the microphone. Uh, we had some technical difficulties this morning. Um, but with me, I am delighted to say that I have Miss Delaney Fisher on the microphone with me. Good morning. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk of with you. Of course. I'm excited as well. I'm excited as well. So how, how have you been doing in these times, in these quarantine times? Yeah. You know, what's weird is uh, my day-to-day did not change much because I had been working from home for about a year prior to, you know, the world falling apart. Mm-hmm. And so um, yeah, I was, I was already working remotely. So it felt, I, I knew a lot was going to be changing, but my day to day did not feel a whole lot different. So I guess I'm, you know, grateful mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely was a shock to the system when everything happened. And I just tried to do what I could within my control. That's all we can do, you know? So yes, it is. You're so a lot right. of hot tea and baths and, uh-huh. and praying that everything would be okay. Yes. How about you? Uh-huh. Exactly. I mean, same. I, I wasn't working from home. I was actually out doing a contract and that show got canceled. So I was forced to come home. So for uh-huh. me, it was definitely like, a, oh, okay, what do I do now? Like, how yeah. do I pivot now? What What's happening? Our industry is shut down. What what do I do? And so that has been the process for me this whole year, trying to figure out, okay, Ayana, what do you want to do? You know, you can't get on stage. So what else do you love and how else can you create? You know, that's been the year for me. And I know that you had a couple things planned. I know you had a live tour for your podcast that you were planning this year and also in-person retreat for entrepreneurs and podcasters. Yes, that is true. So I guess my, I think, you know, I felt like my day to day, you know, didn't change a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as my podcast goes, yes, we were going to go to the, you know, top five cities where all of our listeners were and and do a live tour. We had kind of already started that process, had done uh, a couple shows. And then yeah, that was all canceled to be determined. And then yes, I was going to hold um, a weekend retreat for for women in, in business, basically. And that is also indefinitely postponed. So I felt like, oh, and then also, you know, we're not recording in our podcast studio, we're recording remotely. So we had to figure all that out. And all of us are not tech savvy people. <laughs> so that was definitely new skills, you know, how to be learned. But I think ultimately, I, you know, I was grateful that the, you know, my bread and butter, I guess, you know, was okay. 
And, you know, that was a pivot I had made only a year prior. Mm. So if I, you know, hadn't done that, um, I would have been, yeah, working from home after, you know, suddenly instead of, you know, already kind of being in that, in that rhythm. But yeah. And also, you know, we're we're supposed to get married soon. Mm -hmm. Don't know if that's really happening. So a lot of things are being canceled and postponed. Um, but trying to trying to work with it and 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 you know pivot of course <laughs> yes <laughs> gotta exactly pivot. exactly gotta pivot and i know that you've actually had a lot of pivots in yes. your life and in your career so far so let's start at the beginning and oh just give me the gosh. timeline of your pivots oh yes okay so i didn't know what the heck i wanted to do with my life i think i'm every, mm-hmm. I, i'm still figuring it out i'm open mm-hmm. you know yeah 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 um, but i i went to school as an art major, that's what I went there for. Pivoted right away out of that. Um, <laughs> decided I actually didn't know what I wanted to do, so I was undeclared for most of college. And then, I think end of my junior year, um, I went in to like meet with a guidance counselor, and they're like, "Yeah, what what's your major going to be? You should probably pick something because you're graduating next year." Mm-hmm. And they said that I had a lot of religious studies uh, credits, so I just said, "Okay, I'll major in that." So I ended up majoring in religions of the world. Basically, that's what I studied, and okay. I loved it. It was fun. I had no idea if I was going to use it or what I was going to do with it. And so I graduated with a religious studies degree, not knowing what the heck I was going to do next. Um, and right before I graduated, I started doing stand-up comedy. So I decided, all right, I'll take a stab at this. Mm-hmm. And I did stand-up for six and a half years. And then towards the end of that really felt um, like it the lifestyle just was not for me. I was really depressed, you know. Mm-hmm. Performer's lifestyle, it can be very hard, obviously, yes. as you yes. know. <laughs> and I'm very I'm I'm a, I'm an introvert, I'm a homebody. I did not like being out every night and gone on the weekends. I don't really like flying very much. And I was flying all over the place and traveling all the time. Mm-hmm. And just was really going against kind of what my needs were. And so I launched a business from there. And I was also working a day job at the time. And I felt like this is hopefully going to get me out of this day job I don't really like. And mm-hmm you know, out of stand-up. And so I, I launched a gag gift business. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I drew funny things on coffee mugs mm-hmm. um, and it worked. So I was able to leave my day job um, and stop doing stand-up within a year of launching that business. And then I was working for myself from home and all of a sudden, a lot of artists and entrepreneurs and performers were reaching out to me saying, how the heck did you, how are you making a full-time living painting silly things on coffee mugs? Can you please help me, you know, with my own, with my own project, my own business. So then I started consulting with people. I started helping other entrepreneurs, fell in love with that. And -hmm. then recently within the last few months, I closed down my product-based business to consult and coach full-time. So a lot of pivots in the last three years. I mean, tons, constant. I feel like I'm a professional pivoter. I feel right. Yeah, that should be your title, professional pivoter. Like, you did that in three years. You've done all of these pivots. Like, wow, we all need to step up our game. (laughs) So crazy. I didn't plan, you know, for any of it. It just kind of Mm -hmm. happened organically. And I'm like, I'm so exhausted with myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going to be next? How am I going to rebrand and pivot next? I'm tired. I just want to stick to one thing. (laughs) 
I hear you. I hear you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But like you said, you kind of just let it happen. Yeah. You know, you went with the flow. So you went to school, started as an art major. Right. But then left with a religious <laughs> studies degree, <laughs> then stand up comedian, then your gag gift business. And now you're a consultant and a coach. Yeah. Exactly. If you probably would have told your younger self when you went into school as an art major that you'd be doing this now, you wouldn't believe yourself. No, not at all. If yeah, if my younger self is like, yeah, at, at the age of 30, you're going to be a simplicity coach for entrepreneurs. I'd be like, okay, first of all, what the hell is that? <laughs> Second, uh, no, that sounds terrifying. You know? <laughs> right, right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so explain a little bit more about your simplicity coaching. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, you know, it's basically a mix of business coaching and life coaching, but I, uh, all of my action steps and, you know, mindset work for my clients is very simple. Um, I've kind of taken on this title because this is the, the, the feedback my clients have given me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm very much uh, a believer in, you know, you don't have to be doing everything and be on every platform and making yourself crazy. Um, just pick the things that you really love doing and mm-hmm. um, be very intentional with um, how you're putting things into the world and what makes you happy. So yeah, I've taken on this title of simplicity coach um, because I, you know, it's definitely a holistic approach to, to business coaching, but very uh, practical, simple steps. You know, I help people build and and scale their businesses, but doing it in a way that doesn't overwhelm them. That's pretty Mm -hmm. much it. (laughs) Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) Simple. Simple. Yes. You know, I I help them free up time and focus on what they love doing and Mm -hmm. make money with ease. You know, if it feels if it feels really hard or you you don't feel excited to do something, chances are it's not in your zone of genius and you should be allowing yourself to do the thing that, you're, that you really love and outsource the rest, get help with the rest. So I'm a big believer in, you know, be good at one thing and get help with everything else. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There it is. <laughs> Simply put, that's the one sentence. Yeah. Be good at one thing, get help with everything else. Yeah, exactly. We're all we all have different strengths uh for a reason, you know, so we can mm-hmm. come together and, and work together. So yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I would say in this time, what has this time given you as a creative and as an artist who's clearly reinventing herself, like yeah. always like, oh, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this and do that. Yeah. But what has it given you time to even focus on that you probably didn't focus on before? Oh, such a good question. Honestly, um, I think it's given me permission to do more of what I want, honestly. I think without mm-hmm. a lot of the distractions and obligations and things like that, um, it's made me kind of reevaluate what I really want to be doing with my time, who I really want to be around, um, because we've all learned a big lesson that we are not in control of really anything, you know? Mm-hmm. We're, in, we're in control of a very small amount, and um, it just kind of put things into perspective that I was filling my time with a lot of stuff that didn't um, bring me joy, and... Mm. Um, I don't want to do it anymore because 
time is really all we have. It's the most valuable resource that we have. So I didn't want to keep wasting it. I felt like I was wasting it in a lot of ways, doing things mm-hmm. that I thought I should be doing or, um, you know, running my business the way that I should, um, being fearful that I'm going to let other people down. So I've really just done more of what I wanted and I, it's felt really good. And my business mm-hmm. has grown because of it and my relationships have strengthened and, I just feel a lot happier. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it was scary in the beginning, but I've, I, I feel guilty kind of saying out loud that I've, I've enjoyed quarantine a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed being able to just spend time uh, reflecting and doing my own thing. Right. And I know there's a lot of horrible things going on, but that's, that is some silver lining I have, I have found. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And and I would say don't feel guilty for that silver lining. Yeah. You know? It's like, yes, we are acknowledging there are some terrible things happening right now. Yeah. But finding those little pieces, those little glimpses of light and joy. And that's one that you've, oh, I have a second to nurture these relationships in my life. I have a second yeah. to nurture my business because thankfully I still have my health right now in right. this exactly. quarantine time. Exactly. Yeah, quarantine's made me feel more grateful than I've ever felt. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. I hear you on that. I yeah. hear you on that. And so I would also like to ask you, what do you hope that the world learns, but more specifically, the entertainment industry and also business, especially when it comes to women, what we learn coming out of this quarantine? Because there's been so many things that have always been there, but the rug has been pulled back. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I hope the entertainment industry realizes that the artists have the power. <laughs> I really do. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they should hopefully continue uh, and learn to give artists the creative freedom that I believe they deserve because we could do stuff on our own. <laughs> I, I think people are learning. We have everything at our fingertips, fingertips to put our art into the world. And a lot of the middlemen can be cut out. So I'm hoping they are more um, collaborative and, and recognize that the industry is changing and kind of get out of their old ways of doing things. And oh my gosh, as far as being inclusive, please, it, please, like every everybody should be part of everything we need to um we need to feature all the voices that need to be heard from every angle from start to finish of every project in this industry and every organization and every business i if we all do what we can if everybody does what's in within their power and control it would be the world would be very different you know i think um I think it can be very overwhelming to think about, oh my gosh, how is how am I one person going to change the world and impact the world? But we can impact our families and our communities and we can control how we run our business and the education that, you know, we're, you know, doing ourselves. So I just think it's it's just about time. And I'm, uh, you know, I went through a, a range of emotions, of course, uh, realizing that look, I'm I'm a white person. I'm a white woman who has a lot to learn, but very quickly 
um, you know, was told like that my feeling, it's not about me. Like my, my guilt and my shame and my embarrassment is not helping anybody. So uh, I'm listening to the people that I need to be listening to. And I am putting everything into action that I, that I can. I think we, we've talked a little bit, Ayana, of, of um, you know, I went, I went really hard. <laughs> I went really hard because I'm like, oh my gosh, I, for 30 years, I feel like I have been blinded. I haven't done the work. Um, I felt like I had so much catching up to do. And I was like, okay, uh, I need to catch up in two weeks. Like I need to, I need to watch everything and read everything and listen to everything. And it's a, it's entire lifetime. It's an entire lifetime that you need to be dedicated to this work. So I burnt out. I'll be honest. I I got really burnt out. I was attending uh, as many protests as I could go to. I was looking into all the, the organizations I could be donating to was watching everything and knew that I, this is not work that we can get burnt out on. (laughs) White people Mm -hmm. cannot get burnt out on this work. You have like, we, I have to look at what, how I can make this part of my habits and how I've formed other habits. So with the podcast, you know, we have a big platform and we realize that we weren't being um, as structured as we could have been with, uh, you know, who we're, who we're having on the show and when and all that stuff. So we restructured our whole show to where um, 25 to 50% of our, our episodes are, um, BIPOC or LGBTQ plus, you know, uh, members. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's something that we did right away. In my own business, I have, um, you know, discounted rates for anybody, uh, you know, who's part of a marginalized group. Um, And I have automated donations set up uh, instead of thinking, okay, I'm going to just, you know, once a month, I'm going to research everything and, and donate. It's just, it's just about working those things into our the bones of our of our business and our show like it just needs to be part of it so those are a few things and you know i'm i'm doing a little bit at a time because i know that's the way that it's going to actually stick and 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 make an impact so you know just a few of those things but yeah (laughs) yes and and i understand that yeah it is about taking your time and not going, okay, I need to consume all of this information right now and make an immediate change. Right. Because that's, you're going to burn yourself out, like you said, and it's also not going to last. Exactly. You know, it needs to become second nature for all of us, Yeah. you know, to, oh, let me check my privilege at the door. What have I, have I been contributing to this? Have I been, or not even contributing, just ignoring it? Yeah. Did I not see this? Did I not? Okay. Now that we see it, great. Now I can do something about it. But in those little steps, you know, right. And okay, so great. Um, So our podcast is now going to intentionally feature. Yes. People who, who guess we realized we didn't feature before. Oh, okay, that's a change. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So now my business, I'm going to focus on giving discounts to people in marginalized communities. Okay, did I not do that before? Oh, I didn't. Okay, now I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so it's, you know, I appreciate that you have acknowledged that, oh, maybe I was a little blinded. and But you're going to say, okay, I'm not going to remain blinded. Right. And I am going to be part of the solution. Right. To the lack of inclusivity or the lack of diversity 
in the entertainment industry, in business, in women in business. Absolutely. Because that's a whole nother. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Can of worms (laughs) as well. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. I think before every, you know, before, you know, the social media movement is really what woke me up um, Mm -hmm. because I started listening to women of color and I was, you know, watching all their videos, you know, (laughs) watching them face to face and realizing that I have, I've been in the dark and it's not an excuse and I need to (laughs) get into action immediately. Um, And everything I felt was more kind of sporadic before, you know, like on our podcast, you know, we would have, um, you know, women of color on, we would have, you know, but it would not be, it would be like, okay, who's available, you know, this date. And we would just go on a list and be like, okay, great. But we weren't being intentional. And um, that's a problem, you know? So that, yeah, those were changed. I found my uh, virtual mentor, you know, because of social media, uh, Rachel mm-hmm. Rogers, who is amazing. And I'm part mm-hmm. of her club. I, yeah. I stopped giving certain people money and I started giving certain people money. You know, I, mm-hmm. I left, um, I was taking a course from somebody and I decided not to purchase any further courses from them because of how they responded to everything. Um, mm. and I real, I kind of started looking at who I was following and who I was trying to mold my business after. And I realized mm. that our values were not the same. And mm. so I, I unfollowed a lot of people, um, especially in this influencer coaching industry. I thought a lot of them were full of BS. And I said, I need to find somebody who is, uh, who's honest. And, and anyway, so I found, I found Rachel and, um, I've been so happy. It's the greatest money I've ever spent. I can't believe I hadn't heard of her before. I'm, kicking myself that I hadn't, you know, discovered her years ago. Um, but I'm happy to be part of her community now and her entire team at Hello7 is amazing. It's just, there's a big difference. There's a big difference in the content that I was ingesting before um, the Amplified Melanated Voices movement and to what I'm mm-hmm. doing now. So um, I, and, I, and I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. I've already made a lot of mistakes. I mean, I'm, I, I'm a podcaster with a pretty big platform. So we are under a mi- microscope uh, of a lot of, about a lot of things. But that doesn't scare me because, I, of course, I'm imperfect. I'm going to mess up. But I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that because that's besides the point. <laughs> you know? Right. right. Uh, so. But you're willing to mess up. You're willing to make the mistake because you're like, I yeah. want to learn. I want to improve. Yes. And I want to include like, okay, I have been sitting in this position of privilege and realizing I haven't been inclusive. So now I want to be and you're going to make mistakes. Yes. Yeah. But isn't that the point? Like, that's how we progress. We're all going to make mistakes, but that's how progress is made. Right. Yeah. I don't mind being corrected. I don't I don't claim to know everything. So if somebody corrects me, said, hey, by the way, that's not the correct term now. I say, thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you for telling me. I don't know if I would have found that out on my own or it maybe it would have took, taken a lot more time. So thanks for, you know, giving me that time. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what, it, that's kind of what it looks like right now for me, as far as the practical steps. And of course, mm-hmm. reading a bunch of stuff and I, you know, signed up for a lot of people's news <laughs> newsletters and, yeah, and all yeah. that. I love Rachel Ricketts, uh, um, uh, her spiritual activism course uh, is fantastic. She's got so many. Um, so I'm just, trying to shift like the habits I had I'm Mm -hmm. just basically shifting over 
shifting those over into listening to other people. Understood. So I would also ask you, what advice would you give to artists and other creatives right now who are, you know, having a hard time? There are moments you don't, you're like, I just want to lay in bed. I don't want to do this. I'm depressed. I'm upset. You know, Broadway announced a little while ago that they are not expecting to reopen until the summer of next year. And that, you know, that one hit me hard. (laughs) So just in general, what would you say, you know, how can artists and creatives pivot right now? Like what would be your your advice? Mm. I think, you know, artists and creatives, I don't think we are short on ideas. I think that's just how our brain works, right? Like, <laughs> even though I'm I'm kind of like entertainment industry adjacent now because I have the podcast, but now, you know, I'm a coach. I still mm-hmm. have a Google Doc filled of like 600 ideas, TV show ideas and sketches and podcasts and books and this and that. And so I would just say, you know, instead of looking at this time Um, like you are hindered from doing what you love or you can't, why don't you, you know, kind of go internal and think about what's a project, like a dream project that you had that you think would be fun that you didn't have time for before this and do it and just make it happen. Whatever that looks like, whether it's, you know, a virtual show or it's a book or it's a podcast or just anything, doing a sketch, just anything like that. Um, The nice thing is, is that the work is us, you know, like we, (laughs) we, Mm -hmm. we are all we need to put things out there. And there's so many different ways that you can. So I would just say, don't stop creating. Of course, if you feel depressed and you feel like you need to rest, do that too. Like give yourself permission to be sad and grieve and, and take that time. But then if you feel like, you know, a little hint of excitement over something, just go it, you know, do it, just start working on it. Um, like you just, you started this podcast, right? Ayana, like yes. this is a new podcast. So you're, yes. you know, you're proof that you did that, you know? Um, <laughs> right. And I think, yeah, we don't, of course, having the theaters, having the agents have being on set, those are all wonderful things, but you don't need them to create your stuff. Mm-hmm. You just don't, you just need yourself. So, you know, make the painting or teach the class or, um, start your podcast, start your side hustle, whatever it is. Yeah. You're in control of that. That's true. That's, that was beautifully put. That is, we are in control of it. And all of those outside sources help. Like you said, the stage, the agents, the set, all of that. But ultimately we are in control. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, going, we were talking a little bit about women and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where my head and heart are right now is women need to be out there (laughs) more. Mm -hmm. They need to, um, they need to charge what they're worth. They need to raise their rates. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, the statistics of the fact that, you know, if you're in a, is it heteronormative or heterosexual relationship and you both work full time, the, the woman will still do more housework than the male counterpart. Stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we we have all this, um, are basically told to take care of everybody and everything and everyone and put ourselves Mm -hmm. last. Mm -hmm. And no, put yourself first the way that everybody else seems to be. (laughs) 
uh, aka white men um and um i think that's i really would like to just empower women to do what they want to do and say what they want to say and charge make money and stop doing all the chores and ask for help and outsource and make your partner do some of that stuff Mm -hmm. so that's it (laughs) yeah Yes, 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 yes. Well, I would I agree with you. I I I double down on that statement. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you it for having lovely. me. You're awesome. Course, and I love course. your show. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. But before I let you go, I do have one other thing to say to you. Yes. And that is that I acknowledge you, I celebrate you, and I uplift you. Oh, I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. Back at you. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Delaney, thank you so much for sharing. You, my dear, are definitely a professional pivoter and good at it. Reevaluating our values and being conscious of what we consume, especially on social media, is a pivot in itself. So ask yourself what habits have you developed that you've had time to discover in 2020? Do you want to change some of them? or even nurture some. Since next week is Thanksgiving here in the U.S., there will be no new episode. But not to worry, I'll be back with three more episodes in December to wrap up season one. In this week break, I encourage you to go back and listen to your favorite episodes so far, or listen to ones you haven't yet. Thank you again, Delaney, and thank you for tuning in. I'll speak to you soon.